0: Week
1: eleven in the National Football League. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red Versus Blue Friday Night Football. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football and a late arrival. By the one and only <laughs> blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Tram. I, I thought I was gonna have to go at a solo show, <laughs> Mikey. I you know, I know a lot of listeners uh tune in and, and download the show later uh and and tomorrow i said sh- but i'm like where's mike at he, he wasn't here until one minute to go there you are
0: hey i made it on time scott That's all that's uh, all the thing uh it's all that matters hey uh good uh good uh joining you and uh getting ready for a great show man it's a big week man week 11 it's gonna be a lot of uh impactful uh decisions that we need to make uh You know, for some leagues that uh, only have uh, 11 weeks, but uh, let's face it, we got a lot of things happening.
1: Yeah, the uh, the 11-week season is uh, a thing in the past for, for most contests. I know the FFPC still has it, but it's the 13-week regular season that really extends the action for most of the fantasy players. It gets you playing through Thanksgiving. Uh, every contest is great. It's always nice to have different twists and everything, but I think the 13-week season is one of those things that really needs to become a sticking point in this industry. You, if you're yep. playing in a national contest season long, you got to have that extra couple of weeks. Uh, but, but, hey, look, uh, daily games are only one week long, so, you know. Uh, but, uh, season long is different you draft your guys and you want to be able to have them and it's your one big team you know if you save all year a lot of guys save all year to to come to our fantasy football world championships out in vegas or maybe it's just save saving and being part of the roadable it's it's a 279 seventy nine dollar entry look that's not that's a lot of money that's no joke uh and so when somebody put that kind of money up into a into a season-long fantasy league week 13 is all about um it's all about thanksgiving you know and so you got to be alive on the it biggest is. football day of the year you got to have everybody still alive and, and having some action you know i couldn't imagine having des Bryant on my team watching dallas cowboys but i have no action in my fantasy team it would just kill me so good yeah. job you know what scott got...
0: yeah you guys uh when you first uh, started posting uh in ffwc about uh you know let's have let's have something interesting to happen uh for uh thanksgiving thanksgiving weekend and you know what that that really uh took hold to me because i was like oh okay well yeah we do have something going on this is a big week week 13 is huge and uh you know so that makes a big difference 3473245404 four,
1: four is the number if you want to call up the show and talk to myself or michael trent uh we're always here to uh take your who do i start questions uh look it's uh, it's one of these weeks that We want to recognize all of the leaders in the uh, competition. So in the Fantasy Football World Championship, Corey Gardner held on to his lead. Uh, He is still the points leader uh, in the Fantasy Football World Championship. And we've we've seen this before. Corey was our 2012 points leader from the regular season. He's the first person ever to win a car from playing fantasy football. Remember, we gave away the car in in year one, Mike, for the – for the regular season points leader, we had that promotion going on, and that was awesome to be able to give away. You know, leading your leading the regular season after thirteen weeks is probably one of the most difficult things to do, and it's one of the it's one of those um, what's the word underappreciated uh, tasks, un- underappreciated accomplishments for fantasy players because you know it's all about the championship round in weeks fourteen through sixteen. At the end of the day, right? But leading all right. the way through thirteen weeks, it's it's the guy that just. You know he doesn't get enough appreciation. So when we did that in year one to say, hey, thirteen weeks is is a big deal. It was pretty cool to see Corey win it. And then now, look, two years later, the cream is rising to the crop again. It was no fluke. Corey uh, Gardner is. is back and he, and he's leading uh, the world championship.
0: Yeah, exactly, Scott. You know it's those uh, it's those players that. Uh, you know they they continue to always be there. I mean, like you said, you know, if you if you show up one time, okay, well, yeah, maybe it is a fluke. But uh, obviously, for Corey, it's not a fluke. Uh, the guy's uh, the real deal, and uh, you know, and th- that's what makes fantasy football so special. And that's why you want to be so good. Is yeah, okay, I can get lucky one time, but no, I want to not get lucky. I want to make sure that I'm that good.
1: Mike uh the Roto Bowl is the is the other national competition uh Michael Dowin, uh Pintavirit, uh is the 10 and 0 perfect season going points leader. I mean, it's it's one thing to be leading uh in total points after the regular season, but he's also doing it with a perfect undefeated record at 10 and 0. So, it's a pretty incredible accomplishment wow. for Michael. Uh Michael's not known in the high stakes industry uh for for playing in the World Championship yet, but I'll guarantee you this. Ready, after it, a babe. season like this, I'm sure he'll be jumping up to the world championship, so it'll be interesting. I think we're going to be talking to Michael uh, this week, and we'll find out if he wants to come on Red versus Blue and talk about his awesome Rotable team. Uh, Peyton Manning, Marshawn Lynch, Matt Forte, that's a good start. Uh, Martavis Bryant, Jeremy Macklin, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Rivera is holding the fort down for nice. the tight end position. What a, What a heck of a player he is turning out to be. A uh, uh, good-looking squad for Pentavire. He also has Steve Smith and Larry Donnell and Alfred Blue, who it looks like is going to get some out. Mike, I told you to be careful with Arian Foster, did I not? I told you yeah. to be careful. We weren't going to know until late in week uh, – or coming up on week 11 if he was going to play. And I remember what you said, oh, he'll play, he'll play, he's fine. Looky here, it sounds like Alfred Blue's going to get the start.
0: Yeah, I know. You know, it's kind of a kind of a – sucky situation so to speak if you're a uh area foster owner but i uh, hope you have some backups and uh i personally don't have alfred blue so i'm gonna have to really dig deep uh, might have to go with terrence west gotcha uh
1: mike i do want to get uh look if you're not visiting ScoutFantasy.com and you're not a member yet i do have to uh, we do got to pay the bills around here And it's your time to crush your buddies. Take home some fantasy winnings with expert insights from fantasy.scout.com, or Scout Fantasy, as we call it. Scout, Let Scout Fantasy be your difference maker. Visit fantasy.scout.com for expert advice, including rankings, the latest news and analysis, plus videos, podcasts, and more, Dr. Roto, Liz Loza, and the daily expert Tommy G. Get your advantage today with Scout and win on Sunday. Go to fantasy.scout.com. Click the free seven-day banner. And write this down, gang. Use the promo code REDBLUE3. You'll upgrade to two months free when you're joined. So get, by one month, you're, you're getting three for the price of one. That's ScoutFantasy.com, promo code REDBLUE3 for two free months. Okay, Mikey, uh, I hope you're enjoying the content. I am absolutely loving it. I I, I always have to get my daily Dr. Roto dose, get out the insurance card, get out the copay. i got to have that. The office is open. Uh, we also sure. are now on Sirius. X M on Sunday nights. If you are a Sirius X M subscriber, it's ten o'clock Eastern on Sunday nights. Doctor Roto and Tommy G bringing the season long and the daily advice for you. Doing the recap show on Sunday nights, and Mike, the feedback was absolutely fantastic all across the oh. industry. I heard it on every show that I listened to on Sirius. I heard it from the fans. We got thousands of tweets uh, from from our listeners and, the, and and the fans at home. I, I was so blown away by what. Just getting those guys, getting Doc back on radio meant so much to us. That's really what I, I wanted to bring him back because, look, that's what, I became a fan of the Doc listening to him on the Roto Experts in the mornings at 10 o'clock, and now he's representing Scout Fantasy. I'm absolutely so charged up for him. And then to get Tommy G to expose the, the mainstream fantasy audience to Tommy G. He's a fantastic, brilliant mind in daily, and it's just nice to get him on the air uh, it's going great. Great start so far to Scout Fantasy on radio.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome, Scott. And uh, you know, it's great to get the great minds involved uh, because let's face it, all of us that are uh, listening, uh, they want to hear the right things—not uh, necessarily the right things, but the things oh, yeah. you know that are going to be impactful uh, to your particular team. You know, you, you may rattle off six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. It might not affect you, but then again, you'll hit that one player. that That's going to affect your team and what you want to do with him, and uh, it's nothing like having the experts that are going to have the uh, insight to uh, have you uh, help, help yourself.
1: By the way, I don't want to forget the uh, the Dynasty Football World Championship before we go. Joe Marchman is the points leader for the Dynasty Football World Championship. And, and, and look, i got to tell you, uh, there there was a huge trade that went on in the Dynasty World Championship. It's very rare to see somebody get rid of Jimmy Graham, but we saw that in DFWC League Ooh. 11. TNT gave up Emmanuel Sanders, Travis Kels, and a round-six rookie pick. Smokey T-Bone gave up Jimmy Graham, Terrence Williams, and a round-three. So when you break that trade down, Ooh. One guy has given up Emmanuel Sanders and Travis Kelce. The other guy has given up Jimmy Graham and Terrence Williams. Who wins in that trade, Mike?
0: Wow. Uh, I, I like the uh, the guy that's giving up uh, Jimmy Graham, actually. <laughs> I mean, he's giving up Jimmy Graham for a reason. Uh...
1: He's getting Emmanuel Sanders and Travis Kelce in return for giving up Jimmy Graham and Terrence Williams. Look, here's the deal. He's hurting at wide receiver. He doesn't though. see t- – he doesn't see Terrence. No, there is no round one. It was a round three pick. But Terrence Williams is the guy that's disappointing in that, right? I mean, you, you, he's up and down. Yeah. He's a draft master type of guy. You don't know which week he's going to go off. It's Dez's team. It's Dez's team, and it's Demarco Murray. So if Dez and Demarco are getting theirs. Travis Williams on the weeks that that you know that he can get some, he gets it. But it's very unpredictable. So he's upgrading his wide receiver position to Emmanuel Sanders. And he must feel that Travis Kelsey will give him somewhat similar upside as a Jimmy Graham will down the road, and he's getting a big upgrade in Emmanuel Sanders. So it all comes down what? to Emmanuel Sanders. And and I'm not so okay. sure that Emmanuel Sanders is the right long-term answer for any dynasty team because he, he, he's attached to Peyton Manning. When but, Peyton uh, Manning goes, what happens to Emmanuel Sanders?
0: What's the uh, records of the two teams trading involved? I don't I mean, know. Is, is I, don't there...
1: know. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know okay well see I, I think that would make a uh immediate impact right there is uh you know I know it's dynasty, I know they're looking toward the future, but uh there might be one team that uh you know they're sitting looking at uh seven and three coming into this week and having a real shot at uh winning a lot of things, and uh, the other team is could be four and six so yeah. that would that would make a big difference.
1: Yeah, well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. That is what the world of Dynasty, the Dynasty Football World Championship brings to the table, the level of trades, the opportunities that exist there, the questions that you have uh, that come out of Dynasty trading and the value of rookie picks. I love it. I love it. I'm hooked. I'm in, like, what, 11 or 12 Dynasty leagues now. I'm in some with you, and I'm also in that uh, that season-long, obviously, the Louisville Legends League. That's our hometown local league. And, uh, Mike, you have a pretty good team there. You're doing well. I just want to give you your kudos you, uh, I Look, if people don't know that uh, when, when they come to the Legends League that you're going to be a factor, they should know it by now, right? You're, you're, <laughs> one of the, you're one of the best players in that Louisville Legends League. You've got the most victory points in the league. You're sitting with 33 victory points. Ralph's right behind you with 30. And then I'm bringing up the third-place spot, I think, with, or my dad, 24, and then I'm at 23, and that's the league that I took a zero in week one. But even without that zero, if I would have four victory points in week one, let's just say, I'd be sitting at twenty-seven. You'd still be ahead of me. Now, yeah. I'm scoring. I'm getting my scoring up. My, my scoring's coming up. I'm, I'm actually catching you guys in scoring after that. After that zero, but you have a good squad there, and you think you can do it this year? Is this the year that I hate sauerkraut? Your team name, I hate sauerkraut. Is this yep. the year that I hate sauerkraut gets added to the league champion wall of fame?
0: Well, you know, I'm sure gonna try. Uh, you know, Aaron Foster going down—that's uh, mm. gonna hurt because I've I've been relying on Forte and Foster, and then I got a ton of wide receivers that can just help me yeah. out. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, I picked up uh, Austin uh, Severian Jenkins, which I feel like might be a fill-in at at some point in time. But you know, I'm I've been real happy with my team. Uh, wide receivers, when you're talking uh, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, uh, DeAndre Hopkins,
1: DeAndre
0: Brandon, Brandon Marshall, uh, Mike Wallace, uh, you know, I filled in Robert Woods last week and he did just fine. So, you know, it, it's just, it's a fun team. It's a fun team to manage. Um, but, you know, it's nice to be 9-1. and It's nice to be at the top of the heat right now, but that doesn't mean much until down the road. Mike,
1: you know, you do have five excellent wide receivers there. They're all scoring around 121, 130 points for the year. You had Forte and Foster. You're going to have to find a plug-in. I think your roster construction leaves a little bit to to be desired right now because you're you're rostering four tight ends. I know you're trying to get that diamond in the rough there. Vernon Davis has not worked out for you. You have Jason Morrow. You have Austin Safarian Jenkins. I don't know why you're still rostering Niles Paul. I guess you're hoping for an injury there, and maybe he gets some value back. But you needed right. that. You needed to you needed to hang. You needed to get blue. He was available in waivers. You should have backed up Arian Foster. Number one, you know that. That's a mortal sin. Number two, I got to ask you a question. You do have those five wide receivers, and every week you have to make a decision which one you're going to. Uh, now that the buys are out of the way, you've got to bench one of Cooks, Edelman, Hopkins, Marshall, or Wallace. And this week, you decided to start Mike Wallace over Brandon Cooks. Now. I want to ask you a serious question. Is that because did you fall victim to the Thursday night hype? Did you fall victim to the Thursday night? You had to have some action? Are you a Thursday night action whore? Are you
0: one of those? (laughs) No, because uh, I wouldn't be one of those because I'm at work. (laughs) So I can't watch the game. So, uh, you know, I I don't know what's happening. Uh, The only reason I started uh, Mike Wallace in front of uh, Brandon Cooks was because I may end up starting Travers Cadet. Yeah. Because Aaron Foster is hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're 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 in a you're in that situation where Cadet might need to be your your wild card flyer here because look yes. at the end of the day you have to have somebody and, and you're hurting right now for an R B two. Uh, I will tell you this, right. I would go to the waiver wire since this is a free for all league, you can pick up uh you can pick up anybody you want. Uh, oh, gosh, there's just not a lot. There's just not a lot left.
0: There's nothing left, Scott. I I mean, I I scoured through it. I I mean, I went through it and went through it. Uh, the, the only reason I kept, uh, Niles Paul or Niles Paul on the, on, on my roster as tight end is because like what you said, uh, for another injury. So that could happen, but, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling comfortable, uh, I, be honest with you, I hope that uh hope they accept Foster and uh give me this week and uh just because I mean based on what I see in my team, I mean I'm feeling really good about everything I have in front of me. You know, I s
1: I I um I am hearing that there is maybe a, it, it's a time for um you know, and, and I and I don't want to do this, but it would be nice to do this on the air, right? I'm going to go ahead and, and block you from picking up Robert Turbin. So I'm going to pick up Robert Turbin right now, and I'm going to drop uh, Andre Holmes because, you know what, anybody, go, go ahead and start Andre Holmes. Fine. Do whatever you want to do with Andre Holmes. But I'm hearing that Marshawn Lynch, he returned to practice on Friday and practiced, but he's still listed as questionable. Lynch is banged up, and he missed practices on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, he he appears to be able to start, but if there's something that happens uh, to Lynch, Turbin would be the ba- main beneficiary there. So I'm going to go ahead and block. It. I'm going to put a defensive move here and force you to start Cadet because there are no, there is just literally nothing out there uh, to help you in this pinch. You might have to trade. You might have to trade to get something done. That's how thin and slim Pickens it is. Um, so anyway, I just did a little bit of a defensive move there, and uh, well, we'll see if that if that. If that uh, helps me or not?
0: Well, you know what, Scott. You, you know you brought up a good point. Uh, this is week 11, and uh, you talk about the slim pickings at running back. Uh, you know, it it, it really uh, it it makes me think uh, maybe I didn't draft well enough uh, in the in the first rounds. I I'm not just talking about this league. I'm talking about leagues in general. Um, you know, m- maybe we should put more stock into the running back.
1: Yeah. Well look, I have I'll tell you my team, Jay Cutler, Le'Veon Bell. I had to bench Bryce Brown last night because I had so many options. I have Rashad Jennings coming back from injury and who I have who I have a special insider report to share with you. I have Eddie Lacey, Jarrett McKinnon. I'm thinking about starting McKinnon over Rashad Jennings. I had already decided in my mind to start McKinnon I over Bryce that. Brown. Because I love what McKinnon brings to the table. And I also have Terrence West on this roster too. So it'll be interesting. I'm hoarding. I'm hoarding the running backs. I really am trying to hoard the running backs because I know when it comes time for the winter weather, the cold games, the game's kind of automatic. It always goes back to that running back position in November, right? That's when when the running back position uh, starts to matter more. But I do have a special scout insider report. The power of having scout.com insiders working for our fantasy players' benefit. Liz Loza, our very own FF girl, sat down with our own giant scout.com insider. According to the Giants beat publisher Rick Laughlin, Jennings is going to burst back on the scene in week yep. 11 and, quote, shoulder the rushing workload. The insider who has interviewed some of the team's coaches and has spoken to Jennings himself, expects the Giants' RB1 to get upwards of 30 carries as the G-men try to feature a ball-control offense. Laughlin was confident that Jennings would be the star of the show for Tom Coughlin and crew in Week 11, while Williams will likely be relegated to short yardage and goal-to-go situations. Mike, I don't know about you, but once I heard that news, I kind of wanted to keep it to myself, and I said, you know what? Uh you know, it, it this is an in, it, if you're listening to Red versus Blue you'll hear this and if you are a Scout Fantasy member you will hear this because it's in Liz's article. But this is the guy you want to go ahead and put in the here here's why. He's playing a tough matchup against San Fran. They're the sixth best rushing defense in the league. People are going to see that and they're going to say, "Oh, I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not going to touch Rashad Jennings. I'm going to put him in my DraftKings millionaire maker lineup Mike for 4700 bucks. I think that's a steal for a guy that Laughlin, who has spoken to Jennings and the coaches, says is going to see nearly 30 carries. Look, I'm I'm
0: all over it. Here's the deal. He could have played last week. He could have played last week. I guarantee it. That team, uh, Tom Coughlin, everybody knew he was healthy and fine to play last week. They were like, nope, let's give it one more week. It's like a a prime – a horse that's ready to run in a horse race. It's like, no, let's let's hold off just one more race. Well, here's his race. So uh I, I love Rashad Jennings in this matchup, man. I really do. Even though San Francisco, they're hungry. I mean they have come back and, and they're proven that uh, they want to do what they want to do. But bottom line is the Giants are at home. The G Man they do what they do at this time of year, I mean, we're talking November now. So there's, uh, I, I love Jennings in this spot.
1: Yeah. So look, uh, sounds like a nice DK play to me. I'm I'm going to go ahead and put him in. So, I love hearing that. By the way, kicking bass in the chat room says Christine Michael is ready to be unleashed, but they might wait until next year to take the reins off. I did see Christine Michael uh, with that nice big play. Uh, it was kind of man. Did Lynch look fantastic or what last week? God, he posted a 40-burger, and it just went on and on that game. If you had Lynch, you were loving life. If you were playing against Lynch, it was the worst day of your life watching that game. Gosh, when he wants it, and there's nothing that's going to stop him. He was dragging defenders into the end zone with him just about on every play.
0: Boy, I I tell you what, Scott. uh, I hope we have some time to talk about this uh, Seattle-Kansas City game because I have some real good insight on this game. And uh, it's it's not going to be good if you're a Pacific Coast fan.
1: Well, good. We will definitely get to that. I do want to let everybody also know that there was news out today, this afternoon, that Reggie Bush unlikely to play in week 11. The Lions website uh, considers Reggie Bush unlikely to play in week 11. And so now, Mike, you have to actually – that makes George Bell a fantastic option this week, Right. And so, with yeah. Joy Bell getting the bulk load of the carries, who else gets some help in there? Look, Theo Riddick looked good on the touchdown, but he only had seven offensive snaps. So, let's not get too carried away. I mean, George Wynn got 14 snaps. Jed Collins, the fullback, got 32 snaps. Theo Riddick got seven snaps, even with an opportunity. It was the Joy Bell show when Reggie Bush went down. And believe me, uh, with Reggie Bush out, it'll be the Joy Bell show again. So, I, I highly recommend I- – Obviously, uh, putting Joy Bell, and then look at his salary this week, against Arizona, a very stingy defense. He's only 3900 on DraftKings, and everybody's going to look at that defense and say, oh, my gosh, we're playing Arizona. Look, at this point, it's all about the touches and opportunities. Joy Bell is going to get all the work there with a little bit of Riddick sprinkled in. It's, it's time to unleash Joy Bell if I'm Detroit, and you've got Calvin there too. I mean, $3,900, I can't turn that down on DraftKings.
0: Well, you know what, uh, I I would turn it down, and the only the only reason I say that, Scott, is because there's no running game, and they're already prepared to be throwing the ball. It's going to be throwing the ball, a run here, a run there, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. So I I would I would not touch a running back from Detroit whatsoever. It's going to be throw, 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 especially with Megatron uh, looking like he's packed himself. So. I would not touch a running back from Detroit.
1: Uh, by the way, the crew, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, in our live chat room on Friday nights. Henry Muto says Riddick. He's very excited about Riddick. The last two games, Bush was inactive. Riddick scored 20 points in PPR. Kick and bass in the chat room. No, Carson Palmer should keep the game close. I totally agree with that. Uh, will be interesting to see what Drew Stanton can do and and how that boy does. Larry Fitzgerald look good? He looks like he's got new legs. And and this is the last chance for Michael Floyd. By the way, I'm right there with you, Michael Floyd owners. We Gosh. recommended Floyd. We drafted Floyd. Everybody was drafting Floyd in the you know we pushed his stock up to the third round, I think. And and then he was good. he was a fourth rounder, but I think we even pushed him up into the third in some drafts. Yeah, uh, calling him our breakout player of the year. And, man, ever, ever since the last, the first couple of weeks of the season, we looked good, looked promising, had a couple of 100-yard games, and then all of a sudden it's where are you, Michael Floyd? And and John Brown has looked fantastic. Larry Fitzgerald goes back to life, but nothing about Michael Floyd. And so the question, yeah. the serious question you need to ask yourself now is, do you drop Michael Floyd? To, because otherwise you're continuing to play this, I'm going to give him a start. I'm going to give him another chance. You continually give him that chance just to be let down. So you have to end up cutting him just so that you're not fighting that battle anymore internally of whether or not to start him uh, because you keep getting burned by him. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, do you cut Michael Floyd now and just take a flyer on somebody else?
0: No. You, You have to give it one week. One week with Stan, and let's see what happens. I mean I know uh, Carson Palmer was hurt earlier in the year but uh let's give it one week with Stanton one week and I know this is a crucial week but uh one week with Stanton and uh, uh let's see how many targets Floyd gets and after that done
1: I kind of agree with you on that Mike I think you give him one final week you give him one week with Drew Stanton to see how it goes I did see an interesting statistic that said that Michael Floyd's catch rate Was or target rate is 22% with non-Carson Palmer quarterbacks (laughs) and only 11% with Carson Palmer. So Palmer wasn't targeting him as much as the other quarterbacks do. So let's see if Drew Stanton can find a way to – look, his his talent is still there. He's just finding a way for him to make sure he's beating the defenders, uh, kicking bass in the chat room. I need to play Floyd this week or Moncrief, but I'm going Floyd. Ooh. You know, in that game against Indianapolis, I mean, Reggie Wayne is obviously there, Dwayne Allen, Kobe Fleener, T.Y. Hilton. It's hard to put a Moncrief in over Floyd, so I totally understand that. Kick I think I would have to start uh, Michael Floyd again in that situation, but it's just one of these things. We're just so, so tired of waiting on Michael Floyd because we know he has – we, he has the talent.
0: Yeah, he has, uh, yeah, he he does, Scott. I mean, he has all the talent in the world, and uh, like you said, we're just tired of waiting and waiting, and then uh, it's got it's got to come up.
1: And we finally next week, uh, Josh Gordon will return to the practice on Monday. It'll be time for all systems go with Josh Gordon. If you have him on your team, it's time to unleash the beast that is Josh Gordon. Very excited to see what he does in that offense. They definitely need a big play uh, guy to come back. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking about the Chicago Bears, too, how bad they looked on Sunday night. It was unreal. It was pitiful to watch. And one thing that uh, one of the hi- best high-stakes players in the world, he called me and talked to me about he said, look, they have no speed on that team. They've got two big-bodied guys that can out-position you, and, you know and get the ball, but they're lacking a speed element on this offense. Uh, you know, you got Bennett, you got you got Jeffrey, and you got Marshall. You need somebody that can stretch the defense in through the, the seam and the slot, and somebody it's like a T.Y. It's Hilton, gone. somebody speedy. And they didn't have anybody. Well, now they get back. The Bears activated Marquez Wilson. Uh, he's been on injured reserve, designated return, pretty much all year. So the question will be: Will Marquez Wilson, who, who's a very good dynasty prospect, a very good dynasty prospect? will he be able to do something to help out this offense? They need a lot of help, Mike, and they uh, they have a game this yes. week that is really – it's do or die for Chicago. Their season is pretty much in the crapper now, but the, it is a game against Minnesota well, at home that they should not lose. And, and, Mike, I don't know if you've seen the line move on this game, but I saw it to the – I had to mention it to you. The line went from four and a half – Chicago was favored by four and a half all the way down to two and a half this week. What is going on with that line?
0: Yeah, uh, right now the line is three, and uh, the one thing about it is uh, Chicago's uh, offensive line versus Minnesota's defensive line. Minnesota is one of the the one of the highest rated. Uh, I think they have one of the most sacks in the NFL, and it's hard to believe, but they do. Uh, de- uh, Minnesota's defense is uh, very strong up front. Chicago is very suspect up front. And uh, that's why uh, Jay Cutler has had so many problems, and this and that. I, I really think that uh, Chicago is going to step up in so many different ways to uh, have a kind of a breakout game. But uh, you know, man, it it just bugs me to think that we're talking in Week Eleven. I had so many high hopes for uh, Chicago Bears. With, I mean, you're talking about Jay Cutler. Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, but they have no locker room cohesiveness, and that, that's what yeah. that's what that's what's gonna kill you. The
1: Vikings get Kyle Rudolph back in Week 11. I'm gonna ask you, Mike. He's been out all season with that groin injury, and now he, Teddy Bridgewater gets a very a fantastic big body target. Over the middle, that's has been a definite improvement over Ellison. Uh, I know they, they've really tried to get something going to have a safety blanket there. Look, Teddy has had a, a challenging year. He started strong, but uh, and, they, and they really gave him a, a controlled manageable game, but when, he, when he's been asked to win, he doesn't really have the cohesion and the, and the, and the talent around him yet to get that to get those W's and, and, and to do much with it. He has looked okay, and he has had a couple of nice game winning drives. And he's going to have he's a big opportunity and, okay, to play, in in
0: my
1: and he's got to play against a tough Chicago. I mean, a, a, a Chicago team that's reeling right now. But Kyle Rudolph coming back, and, and he lost Adrian Peterson too. A lot going on on that team. But you get Kyle Rudolph back. Do you think you just fit? You plug Rudolph right in and expect him to go as a starter, or would you have more faith in, let's say, a Michael Rivera, a new face on the block? Uh,
0: I would not plug in Rudolph yet. No way. No way. I couldn't do that. Uh let's give it uh, let's give it a game or two. Let's give it a uh, couple of uh couple of targets, you know, uh late second quarter uh you know, fourth quarter targets and see what happens, but I wouldn't plug him in right then and there. No way. Uh so Kyle
1: Rudolph or Heath Miller? You go you go Heath Miller?
0: Hey, absolutely.
1: Um how about how about Kyle Rudolph or uh the Austin Safarian Jenkins
0: at Washington Ooh good one Uh, I would go with uh Safarian Jenkins
1: How about Kyle Rudolph or
0: Vernon Davis Oh Kyle Rudolph I <laughs> ah, got gotcha. based-
1: Gotcha.
0: (laughs) Based on the – hey, Scott, it's totally based on the product of work. Uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, Vernon Davis, but, uh, yeah, I would have to go uh, Kyle Rudolph on that one.
1: (laughs) What a disappointment Vernon Davis is. He's now a $3,000 minimum. He's a three-dimes guy now on DraftKings. You know it's going to happen where Vernon Davis finally gets involved. He's still talented. He's probably their most talented uh, red zone threat that they have, and yet he still doesn't get any targets. He's just not involved in this offense at all. And you know that it's coming late in the season. The Niners are always like the Miami Heat, you know, the LeBron teams and the Laker teams. They just pour it on at the end. And you're going to see those offensive stars for San Fran start to come out and shine, I think. Uh, I'm I'm really – I started my research now, Mike, uh, this week. It's amazing. I'm four weeks away, and I'm already starting my research for the King of the Beach in Atlantis. Uh, We go on week 14 (laughs) for a one in a million bucks. And and Mike, I'm I'm literally starting my research now, uh, and, it, and it's just interesting. I'm thinking about okay, what what's going to happen in these games, you know? And it, will it, 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 is somebody going? Are you going to go Peyton Manning? Are you going to go uh, Russell Wilson? You know, are are you going to go something like Kaepernick? It's going to be interesting. How would you play a field? Ian always Ian says you got to play it. You got to play it safe in a in a 50 man tournament. You're just beating 49 other guys. It's not like you're beating, you know, fifty thousand other teams you only got to beat a field of forty nine. It's like a cash game, right? You you want safe production from every single player on your lineup. That's what he says. What do you say?
0: Uh, I I would go. Uh, got to find that running back. Got yeah. got to find that running back or that second running back, and then uh, you know, and then go wide receiver. Uh, maybe tight end uh, before the wide receiver, actually, uh, and we'll uh, let the see. quarterback fall what do they mean.
1: We'll see. We'll see. That's still a long ways to go. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, it's four well, it's weeks fun away. It's fun He's to talk be. about,
0: anyway, though. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's fun. it's fun to talk about. You know, it's uh, that that's all it is at this point. But oh, it is uh, it is going to be interesting. Uh, Bizarro video. If you didn't get to check out the the Bizarro video for um, for ScoutFantasy.com, that video is up now, and that is Doctor Roto at his best, talking fantasy football and talking about the defensive injuries. And he brought up a good point. With all of the injuries on the Steelers' side of the defense, this is the week to go ahead and break out some of your Titans. He thinks that Bishop Sankey will have a decent day. He thinks that the Titan-wide receivers will have a big day. Uh, so it's the Bizarro video. You always want to catch it on Fridays because it breaks down the defensive injuries that may look that you want to look at that may cause some offensive production. So it's the Bizarro video. You definitely want to check it out every week, every Friday, on ScoutFantasy.com. It's a free video to watch, courtesy of our own Dr. Roto. Mike, I don't, are you getting the newsletter for the FFWC? I just want to make sure. Are you, are you on the newsletter list? Yeah, anybody yep, that's not sure on the am. newsletter list. Send an email to support at fftoolbox.com. We'll get you added. You can also subscribe to the newsletter directly from fftoolbox.com. But I there want to, is a I new to, app. Go ahead. What, what?
0: No, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, uh, there's a new app on the way for all of the FFWC players. We've listened to the feedback, and we found many ways to improve the mobile experience. We're reaching out to those interested in being beta testers of the all-new iPhone app. Android will be next. Version 1.0 of the new iPhone app should be ready in a few days if you're interested in becoming a beta tester of the new Scout Fantasy uh, World Championships iPhone app. Email me, scott at fftoolbox.com, and we will get you added to the list. Mike, you've got to have an app these days. Uh, it makes things so much easier if you're at the game uh, or if you're out and about and you want to you check the scores, you want to make a lineup change, you want to do whatever oh, yeah. you want it's nice to have the app it's 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 one thing we've got the the mobile site and you can kind of make that an app but it's nice to have an app with with big buttons uh that that are easy to push and you know just make things very simple for the users that's why the app uh, is is, is going to be so neat to have once it's done
0: yeah absolutely uh you, you know all those things uh make it uh friendly for uh for everyone to uh you know, make make your decisions and do what you need to uh do what you need to do, whether it come uh fantasy football or just uh checking on uh things at home. Whatever. Um Scott, I, I have a question. You're yep. uh you're gonna be uh somewhere on Sunday night, right?
1: Uh the Indianapolis Colts are playing taking on the New England Patriots and yes, I, I'm I'm gonna be at that game. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome, awesome. What a game you're getting ready to experience. Uh, the Indy Colts, uh, their three-point yep. favorite, the over and under is 57 and a half. Woo! 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 The highest Dang. on the board by far. Wow. Okay. Now, uh
1: Andrew Brady. Luck and Tom Brady are both like 10000 bucks on DraftKings. Would you pay for either one of those?
0: Brady and Luck. Would I pay for e- either one of those? I would pay for Brady. I oh. would not pay for luck right now. Why? I would Why? pay for Brady. Uh, the 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 reason I wouldn't pay for luck is I see I see the Colts being shut down to seventeen or twenty points.
1: Oh, so you think that the the Patriots are going to route the Colts in Indy? Is that is that what you're predicting? A 30-17 uh, kind of game? I'm
0: kind of saying that. I'm kind of saying it's a thirty five to Seventeen game or a forty-two to seventeen game. Uh, You know, I know that. that, Don't put the meter on me yet, (laughs) but uh, that's a bold statement. But this is a perfect situation, a perfect storm for uh, Bill Belichick and that team to tell Andrew Luck and the Indy Coast. all right, here's the reason I say that, Scott. On Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games, how many games have been close? Uh,
1: Thursday night games, uh they've they've been pretty None cool. of them. Yeah, they they've, None they've of been them. awful to watch the last couple of weeks. Uh the they Sunday night blow games out. have been have been blowouts, yeah. Yeah.
0: Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games, primetime. Blowouts. This is another example of a blowout. New England blows under. Indianapolis out.
1: What's the what's the spread on the game? What's Vegas saying? You, you told me the over under. What's the spread?
0: Uh, Indianapolis is minus three. It's a home field so advantage. Favorite. Three points. Yeah.
1: Look, they don't have any answers for T.Y. Hilton. There's not a corner on that on that team. Uh, Revis does not is not the type of. Um, T.Y. Hilton's a matchup nightmare for a guy like Darrell Revis, right? So and, and if Revis wants to square up against the number one wide receiver, I mean, he can take on Reggie Wayne all he wants. That's fine. Uh, uh, but you know what? So what? You know, you still have uh, Ahmad Bradshaw. You have T.Y. Hilton. You're going to see some Dante Moncrief, I do believe. And, and you're going to see a lot of Dwayne Allen. You're going to see you're gonna see the Trent Richardson, Ahmad Brad. You're going to see Andrew Lung making plays. But, look, Darrell Revis is, the, re, is I, the thing that they need know, it the most. He does. Not, he is not an answer for T.Y. Hilton. There is no stopper for T.Y. Hilton.
0: Scott, uh, Scott, I, I totally agree with you saying, and you know, I, I really believe that this could be a good game, but it won't be. New England yeah, that, blows that, them out.
1: Yeah. Look. Well. Our, okay. I just don't see Brandon LaFell, Julian Edelman, uh, Gronk can obviously make things happen, right? Uh, but they are going <laughs> to sell out to stop the Gronk, and so that's going to leave. Uh, single coverage for Edelman and for LaFell. And we you could go ahead and decide that one corner of the ball is taken care of uh, on one side for Indianapolis. They do have a shutdown corner. <clears throat> so I would say that LaFell would probably be – or not LaFell, but Edelman would be the, the secret weapon there for the Patriots. Their ground game is suspect, though. With Jonas Gray, Shane Vereen has not been getting enough snaps for my liking. And he, and he it was 11 carries last week. Well, uh, you know, I just I don't think that's enough of a ground by the way to really, uh, a clock control for that Brady needs to have. Jonas Gray, is, are you going to count on Jonas Gray to move the ball? Is is he going to do that? Not against the Colts.
0: No, nah, right no. Nah, by, by the way, New England has one of the most uh, incredible records on the road in November and December. Just
1: yeah, uh, oh, that's that's true. Look, it is going to be a good game. I would look, there I I'm, I'm hearing a lot of daily players at DraftKings and FanDuel. They're loading up on this game. They are loading
0: up yeah, on it this should game be.
1: as a potential shootout fireworks show for uh offense. And and I can't I can't blame them. It it should yep. be a good one. I, I expect a lot of points. Uh That's I think going to i awesome,
0: Scott. We're, we're, so so you're going to be at the game?
1: Yes, yeah, I'll be at the game, uh, and look, I'm I'm going to be taking it in and soaking it in, and, and hopefully, uh, the Colts can pull out a win here. It's a big game for the for the Colts, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I I don't I think wanna... that the, I don't think that the Colts will lose this game. That's that's my my take. I'm I'm, I'm obviously interested okay. in the fantasy aspect. I think Ahmad Bradshaw is probably the back to own. Everybody's probably talking about how uh, everybody else is going to be good, but at fifty seven hundred on DraftKings. I mean, look, when I'm looking at other running backs that are around that price, I might as well go ahead and take Ahmad Bradshaw. Mark Ingram, 6,200. Bradshaw, 57. Shane Vereen, 5,500. Yeah. Alfred Morris, 5,400. I Bradshaw. Hell
0: yeah.
1: I'm liking Bradshaw this week. Let's move on to the Denver situation. Denver at St. Louis. Look, uh, the, the, the Rams have made a quarterback change. It is no longer the Austin Davis show. They've decided that they've given him a long enough look, so now it's Sean Hill's turn to get something going. And I guarantee you'll see some Sean Hill uh, stacks, some St. Louis stacks. There's Sean Hill at five dimes. It's a cheap quarterback option, and they're they're probably going to be playing from behind. And, look, they should be able to throw the ball on Denver, at least in the second half. We, we said the same thing about Derek Carr last week, and he did get a little yeah. bit of garbage points at the end there. But Sean Hill should have an opportunity to throw the ball uh, in the second half. And then you have – questions about the running back in Denver. Monty Ball is back. Ronnie Hillman is out and in comes CJ Anderson last week and looks absolutely fantastic. Were were you impressed with CJ Anderson? What did you think of this kid on the field last week?
0: Yeah, I thought he was I thought he looked great and uh but the bottom line is uh he's he's gonna be third he, he's he's the third person in the line right now. I mean once Monty mm-hmm. Ball is back, uh I mean you know C.J. did he did great, but, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, you know Peyton Manning and the way things work. Peyton Manning is the offensive coordinator. He's the offensive coach. He is the quarterback, and he is the way things work. So, uh, uh, basically, he's saying, okay, thanks, C.J. Well, there's a little uh, bench over there, so have a seat. So, I, I'm not a buyer in C.J. whatsoever.
1: Okay, I totally disagree. C.J. Anderson is the back for all of our listeners He's going to have a big game this week. He's going to be the number one back. They're going to spell some Monty Ball this week. Monty will not just jump right back into a starter role with the way C.J. Anderson is playing right now. Uh, Monty Ball was not that impressive when he got the opportunity. Uh, He had one game of five yards per carry. Everything else was 2.9, 2.7, and 1.2 before the injury. He has not looked good. C.J. Anderson comes in and looks absolutely fantastic in this offense. 13 carries 90 yards against Oakland, uh four catches for 73 with that big 51-yard touchdown. So look, this is uh this is CJ Anderson's chance to shine. Ronnie Hillman's out. Nope. It'll be mostly CJ Anderson, he'll get 80% of the touches. Monty Ball will get 20% in this game uh and at St. Louis, even if Denver gets up on, onto a big lead, I think you're still wow. going to see CJ Anderson. Keep the ball. You're not going to see somebody else come in and steal those carries. It's a great situation for CJ at 4,800 bucks. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him on DraftKings, and I will guess that he will be one of the most heavily owned players, heavily percentage targeted players on DraftKings
0: this week. Huh. Well, yeah. I guess I'm an idiot, but I, I don't see that happening. Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't see him get more than uh, more than 12 carries.
1: All right. I'll take the over on that one, Mike, and I'll spot you a few. Uh, What other game looks interesting on the schedule that you'd want to talk about? Look, Atlanta-Carolina, that's a nothing game. I don't even want to talk about it. Cincinnati-New Orleans, cincy looks so awful uh, that you would think that they're going to try their best to rebound. Their season is over, though. Their playoffs are over. Put a fork on them. Cincinnati will not make the playoffs. Do you agree?
0: Disagree. Cincinnati will make the playoffs uh, depending on uh, the next two games. Uh, well, they, no, need, uh, they,
1: they need they need Giovanni Bernard back in that offense to, to add some life. A.J. Green is still not his belt. Andy Dalton and Green don't have that chemistry like they once did. Well, Tyler Eifert needs to get back and give them another weapon over the middle. I think New Orleans, I, I, this will be an interesting game. What's the spread on this game?
0: It, it's seven and a half, but the bottom line is, if the Jets can beat Pittsburgh, then screw it. Cincinnati can beat New Orleans. I mean, come on.
1: All right. Well, let's let's see what happens there. I do. uh, Obviously, you got to put have some exposure to Jimmy Graham in this game. Uh, Mark Ingram has been a beast. It's very hard to bench him at this point. But 6200 is a little too pricey for me. Uh, You know, so I I don't think I I could I don't think I could play Mark Ingram this week. And then uh, yeah. I do like Jeremy Hill. It's very hard to not use Jeremy Hill at 4,500. I'll have a lot of exposure to, to Jeremy Hill at 4,500. The Houston-Cleveland game, we already talked about uh, Alfred Blue. Ryan Mallett gets his chance. Cleveland does have a, a, a shutdown corner on one side of the ball, right? Uh, but, but actually, when you look at what Cleveland has allowed to wide receiver ones this year, they're 24th in the league. They're 24th against wide receiver ones this year. So they have not been able to stop anybody except the quarterback. They've been very good against the quarterback, but not very good overall against wide receivers. So wide receivers have been burning them pretty much all year. I would not be afraid of Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins in this game, Alfred Blue. I think Ryan Mallett is a difference maker for Houston. I think it's a a great trade. I've been waiting for somebody to snag Mallett. Uh, BSOL in the chat room says Mallett will crash and burn. So – there's another uh, counter opinion here to Ryan Mallet. What do you think of Ryan Mallet? Is he a hero or a zero well, this
0: week? Well, you, you know, I like I like I like Ryan Mallet because uh you know, he's been groomed in the uh New England system for so long, uh you know, that they, they tried him, tried him and uh you know, I it's not like he's just jumping in there and doesn't know what the heck's going on. Uh these guys know what's going on. These coaches uh they work together. Uh so uh You know, they're not going to put Ryan Mallett in there to fail, okay? So, uh, basically, uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, I mean, it it didn't work out so well. So, uh, Ryan Mallett is ready to go. And uh, so, he's going on the road, which is a tough matchup. I mean, you know, it's tough to go on the road for him to do that. But, uh, you know, I I think he'll he'll make 10-point placements.
1: William Scott Davis of BusinessInsider.com says that he has an insane throwing arm. Uh, and then Tania Janjuli, uh, ESPN's profile on Mallet, describes Mallett's long bombs in high school, uh, what, what he absolutely had. So well, let's see what kind of an arm he can do. If he could combine the accuracy with his strength, the offense may be able to put a, a lot of points on the board on Sunday against Cleveland. So I'm really interested to see what – I'm going to have some stacks. That's Ryan Mallett, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. uh, Ryan Mallett, Andre Johnson. I'm going to have some – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try a Ryan Mallett stack and see what I can do with that because he's so affordable on DraftKings. And you got to take a shot. Look, I would much rather go with an unknown quantity at this point in the season than some of these other guys. Like, I mean, look, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. 6,400. Don't you know what you're getting? Matt Ryan, 6,400. I kind of know what I'm getting there, you know? Yeah. Uh, five, for five dimes, I can do a lot with the rest of my roster. So we'll see what happens. Minnesota, Chicago, totally we already agree. talked about Kyle Rudolph getting back. We talked about Chicago a little bit. Uh good matchup for Matt Forte. he should be able to do his thing of course uh you always start your studs on Chicago, Minnesota. I do like Jarrett McKinnon this week. I think he has a great opportunity uh to do some serious damage to Chicago, so let's see what happens with that because Chicago is one of the more uh anemic uh defenses in the n f l right now so so let's see let's see what they can do. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a good day against Chicago's secondary, don't you I mean isn't that obvious by now that, that Chicago can't yeah, talk pretty yeah. much anything?
0: Yeah, the, the Bears' secondary is it's pretty anemic, uh, but I really, uh, I just, I, I think Chicago is going to have a big day. I, I really feel this. I mean, this is a, a three and sixteen that just needs to win. They just need to win. San Fran and
1: San Fran plays the Giants. Uh, we already talked about Rashad Jennings, Mikey. Uh, he's a Must start for me. I think I've I've got to get him into the lineups as much as I can. So uh, Rashad Jennings is a big play there. I I absolutely love Odell Beckham. He's one of the next stars in this league. He already is. And, look, they're already calling this, and and I'm going to go on record. Uh, I'm I'm hearing it uh, going around, but I'm going to go on record. This is the best receiving class I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. 39 years yeah. of age, getting ready to turn into the big four zero. This is the best rookie wide receiver class I've seen in my lifetime. The list goes on and on. It's as deep a class as we've ever seen. Well, and uh, right now, all these guys, Cooks, Matthews, all the guys that you're Davis going to see next year. Juice Landry, Dante Moncrief, you, you haven't even gotten to see too much of yet. You know, all these kids. And then Kelvin Benjamin, these names go on and on and on. Uh, for, for for the you know, rookie class, and you're going to see this class develop into one of the best classes we've ever seen. That's not that's, even including you Sammy know, Watkins and Mike Evans at the top.
0: Yeah, exactly, Scott. I mean, y- there, there's so many names out there, and, uh, you know, last night when I was uh, putting in my lineup uh, for Thursday night game, I, I was looking at Jarvis Landry. I'm going, okay, well, I'm weak at wide receiver, but no, I'm not that weak. I'm going to plug in Jarvis Landry. I mean, <laughs> There are so many wide receivers that came out of last year's class. Uh, They're so good.
1: Uh, five minutes ago on the program, Seattle at KC. Uh, look, I don't see much in that game. I do think I would. Uh, I, would I would get some. Ex- obviously, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I, I mean, you nope. you can never bench Marshawn Lynch. I, I wouldn't really use him in a uh, in, in DraftKings this week. Coming off the forty burger, his price is outrageous. Uh, I'm not going to pay that kind of a price for him. No, Jamal Charles. Plain. At eighty two hundred bucks, that's that's just too much. Jamal Charles, seventy one hundred, much more affordable and definitely somebody that I would consider using at that price. Uh, and then you've got to sure. you've got to take a look at the at the wide receivers like Doug Baldwin. You know, you can't Dwayne Bow is not somebody that I would start against Richard Sherman. Uh, but but I would definitely look at uh, a Doug Baldwin this week if if I oh. needed the help because I think I think Doug Baldwin on the road at KC would be somebody that that Russell Wilson probably targets. By the way, they get Tony Moiaki this week. They've been trying him out. They signed him and he's healthy and they're going to give him a shot. And look, you can't get much worse than the Seattle tight ends. There's it's a non-existent position for that offense. They don't involve it. Can. Luke Wilson anybody they throw in there? It just doesn't seem like it's anything. But Tony Moyaki may and against his former team, it'll be interesting to see what kind of action they give him this week.
0: Real quick, Scott, uh, on this game, Kansas City is under the radar. They're gonna beat Seattle. They're gonna beat Seattle by more than a field goal. With Correct. without a question. Uh I I love Jamal Charles in this uh in this game. Gotcha.
1: I don't blame you there. Tampa Bay at Washington. Oh, what do we think about this game, Mikey? Uh, Mike Evans has been on absolute fire. Uh, I do think there's a lot of value in this game at DraftKings. When you, when you get Pierre Garçon at four dimes, 4000 bucks, he needs to be in your lineup. He needs to be in your lineup. That's too cheap. That's too cheap for a player like Pierre Garçon who has 30-point upside on a big week, right? So I definitely think that you should have some exposure to Pierre Garçon. A wide receiver that's getting 90% of the snaps for an offense like Washington – should not be four dimes. Pierre Garcon should be on every, you know, a, a very large chunk of your daily lineups at DraftKings. For Tampa Bay, Mike, uh, we, we already said it. Mike Evans has looked fantastic. And this week, you're supposed to see a big dose of Charles Sims. What do you think about Charles Sims this week?
0: I, I think Charles Sims should be uh, limited. Okay. I mean, I really right, well. don't see much out, out of him. Uh, you yeah. know, out of Tampa Bay, uh, you know, I like Evans. Uh, out of Washington, I love, I love Alfred Morris in this game. I mean, I really do this. System. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Now that you say yeah, that. I like, I like Alfred Morris. 5,400 bucks.
1: 5,400 bucks should be a good game for Alfred Morris. He's definitely a 20 carry guy in this game. And I think that's a great yeah. call, Mike. I really like it. I'm going to write that one down. Good call with that. Oakland at San Diego. Uh, what do we see in this game, Mike? The Oakland wide receivers are very unpredictable. Last week, it was, uh, Andre Holmes completely got shut down, um, But you can't really blame that on all all of him. Look, Denver has a a very good stout secondary. San Diego comes in, and Keenan Allen has still kind of been in this funk. Malcolm Floyd, the running back situation. You do get back Ryan Matthews. Welcome back, Ryan Matthews. But for how long? Do you think he lasts the entire game before he goes out again? (laughs) I mean, it's Mr. Glass. (laughs) Mr. Glass is back.
0: No, I I don't touch either one of the San Diego uh, Chargers uh, running backs, but I I would touch uh, Keenan Allen in this game. I really like Keenan Allen. Uh, as far as Oakland goes, uh, Michael Rivera, I like him.
1: Yeah, it's hard hard not to like Michael Rivera. His price is still depressed on DraftKings. I don't understand why he's still at 3100 bucks? Detroit, Arizona, we talked about this game a little bit already. We said that Joy Bell with Reggie Bush likely out, Joy Bell is going to get some major action. Andrew Stanton, it's time to find out if he can start to connect with Michael Floyd. Philadelphia at Green Bay. Mark Sanchez looked fantastic last week. I think he comes back to earth this week. Aaron Rodgers, uh, what can you say? Uh, just absolutely incredible. Man, they're a
0: Absolutely yeah, so, you, incredible, you know, that team. Scott, when he said relax, he meant relax. I mean... You know, to close out the show, I mean, let's face it, Green Bay, they look so good. But don't, you know, don't put your eyes out now. Jeremy Maclin—he ma he's a difference maker.
1: Yeah, Jordan Matthews looked fantastic with Mark Sanchez. This is the week to play LeSean McCoy at 6400 bucks. I, I imagine that, that he'll get going. Finally, the Monday night game, since we already broke down the New England Indy game, Pittsburgh-Tennessee. What can you say? Roethlisberger looked terrible, and now he gets Tennessee. We did talk a little bit about Tennessee and the defensive injuries that Pittsburgh has. Should be some good games for Kendall Wright uh, and, and our boy that we've been waiting on. He's our kryptonite, Justin Hunter. It just, it just never worry. ends. You always think it's going to be the week, and it never does. Mike, great to talk to you again. Look forward to Thank it. You, good Scott. job to your Wildcats on getting their recruits going. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Good luck this weekend.
0: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.